Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor fanatic's review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. So today's episode is a little different than my traditional format of uh, reviewing the episode. I had three different conversations with three major fans in Bachelor Nation. So first, I spoke with Nancy, a 34-year-old engaged woman who's a big fan of Peter Weber and Madison. She gave me tips on watching The Bachelor without cable television and gave a lot of insight into Madison's ultimatum with Peter and what she is really asking of Peter and seeking a man like her father. So a lot of great insight there. Next, I interviewed Daniel, representing straight men everywhere in Bachelor Nation, as he's someone who's been watching the show for 13 years and host Bachelor Nation parties. Daniel shared what qualities make a good bachelor, villains from various seasons, who might have been a better bachelor this season, and his honest opinion about if it would work being a woman, if it would work out for him being with a woman who didn't want to have sex until she was married. So really interesting insight into what this would look like in the real world. Uh, And then finally, I sat down with Francesca. She's a 23-year-old single woman who started watching The Bachelor when she was 10 years old with her four older sisters. We discussed how people her age fall into insta-love or basically the idea of love with people, the weight that one's first love holds in their heart, and the characteristics she thinks are important to make a great bachelor and bachelorette. Francesca gives a really thoughtful take on Peter being able to wait for sex with Madison. And she spoke a lot about Victoria F's lack of kindness to herself and others. Francesca is wise beyond her years and you guys are not gonna wanna miss this commentary at the end of the episode. So with that said, let's get to it. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, but they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items. And at any given time, you have, you know, as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times, you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry Uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event, or if honestly, you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited. And use my code for, get this, $100 off your 30-day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code, and this is the long one, RTRFAM525A87. I'll say that again. For $100 off 
your first month. It's RTRFAM525A87. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. So I have on the line my friend Nancy. This is Nancy from Virginia. Hello. Nancy, I'm I'm so glad you uh, said yes to this. It's so joyful to hear your voice and to have you here talking about The Bachelor on the phone because I feel like we're normally just messaging each other about about it, right? If you want to tell our listeners around how old you are and what your current relationship status is. So I'll be... 34 in March. <laughs> I always have to think about that. I get, I forget how old I am nowadays. Um, and I am engaged. Yeah. Well, it's nice to kind of know in context, you know, if you have a successful love story and clearly yeah. you do. So I'm so happy for you. Um, how long have you been watching the bachelor? Gosh, so not as long as you, <laughs> um, I've been on and off with the seasons, but I would say I've been really consistent for like I would say the last three three or four years okay okay so why do you watch the show so so you said you got into it during Andy season why do you watch it do you watch it because it's Monday night and you know every Monday night it's gonna be there or you know what kind of has got you hooked well you know, I, I will say it's the only reality TV show I watch. It, I don't like, I'm not a housewives person. I'm not, I don't know what the other ones are, but you know, it's mindless TV and you know, I have a very kind of stressful job. So it's like nice to like, not have to like think about the coronavirus or whatever the heck is going <laughs> on in the world. Um, so I love the mindless TV aspect of it. You can kind of multitask online shop, watch, but I think mostly it's just, it's interesting in that, like, it's always the same, but it's different. You know what I mean? Like, right. it has the same music, the same, like, this is going to be the most, it's always. The it's, most dramatic season. Yeah, it's, like, predictable, but not. So I just keep going through the motions, I guess. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. So speaking of The Bachelor, it sounds like you are really into it. You watch most every night, Monday night. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on watching to do you plan on watching the next show, The Listen to Your Heart? And also there's oh, gonna be yeah. another show. Um, we don't know what it's gonna be called. The senior but... Citizen one? Yes. I saw the I was like freaking out. So would you watch that? How do you absolutely, feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is so cute. I love old people. I love old people in love. Like the notebook, yes. Hold me and die together. Like, yes. Like you know, absolutely. so you'll do all. So you'll do that spinoff show. Will you watch Listen to Your Heart? Because that premieres I, April 13th. I don't know. That seems a little too emo for me. You know, it's just musicians trying to find themselves. And you, I don't know. Right. So you're not sure if you can do that. Okay. And you said you don't watch any other reality TV. So you don't watch like American Idol or mm-hmm. The Voice or anything like that. I do watch Paradise, but that's part of the bachelor that's part of the bachelor right yeah Yeah. okay okay so then do you watch the bachelor on monday nights or do you dvr it and watch it later so you know what's the appeal is it the appeal that you could watch it anytime or i've been watching it real time which because i just the suspense is killing me but in some right now i've been watching it real time but in a 
different seasons I have like just watched it the next day because I think you mentioned this actually in one of your other episodes about how many commercials you counted for it was that Wednesday night episode that was super super long oh that was awful yeah so like I just you know I have Hulu so when you watch it on Hulu it's just such an amazing experience because you just get to it you know there's no that's a good tip and um yeah, it's just lovely. So Hulu's the way to watch it if you want to like. And so they have no commercials on Hulu then? Well, I have the. I, I think you. I think there's two different types of uh, subscriptions, and the no commercial one is like only like three dollars or something minimal more. So I have that one. Um, but yeah, no commercials, and it's available the very next day. Oh. That's amazing. Okay, so basically anyone who doesn't pay for television should get Hulu. That's how they should watch The Bachelor. Yep. Good tip, Nancy, because I don't have Hulu, so <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. Um, all right, so let's get down to this season, all right? Hater mm-hmm. Weber, what do you think of him? And how excited uh, were you that he was chosen? He was my favorite for Hannah. Absolute favorite, like, the whole time front runner. I know everyone loved um Tyler but like I mean he was hot and everything but I just loved Peter because he just embodied so much to me I mean I just thought he was sweet but he was also like sensual so it wasn't like he was like the person you would friend zone you know um they just seemed to really get along I yeah I was so pumped when he was when I found out he was a bachelor so when you say that you loved Peter for Mm -hmm. Hannah so I always feel like watching the show, there's two different ways to look at it. You look at it as this is the person I like and I want to be the bachelor. And then this is the person I think is best for the person, the lead, right? Because yeah. Hannah in that situation was the lead. So did you just like him for Hannah or did you think you just liked him regardless? I liked him for me. I mean, he was my personal <laughs> thing. I did think that they got along well, you know, but like playing things back when you ask the question of who was the best for Hannah – you know, I can see now why she like chose Jed and maybe why he might have been the best for her because it seemed like he made her laugh more than Peter did. So like, I guess that was better for her, you know, even though he ended up turning out to be not so great. But, you know, when I when I'm looking at the contestants, I look at it from my lens selfishly. <laughs> oh, no, that's OK. It, it's it's fascinating. I think most people do look at it through their personal lens. Um. So yeah, it's it's totally okay, and I kind of like to see where you're coming from. And like even with the girls, like when I'm analyzing the girls for like Peter's season, I I actually have never thought about like who do I think is like because I don't obviously know Peter's personality, so I can't say like who's best for Peter. But I just think hmm. you know who would I want to hang out with? Who do I respect? Who looks like they like care about marriage and you know all that you know that kind of thing. Right. And that kind of goes back to like the formula of the show. So, you know, in the very beginning, before even Trista was Trista and people knew who she was, she was just one of the many women on Michael's season. And like, of course, because she's a bubbly personality, she's sweet. She was became America's sweetheart. So it just kind of shows that we like the person and then that person gets chosen to then carry on the lead role. Mm-hmm. Um so it's 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 like clearly producer driven of putting people on the show to go far enough who like they know America is going to like. So it's really 
I don't know. I, I see it a different way also seeing it from the very beginning, but um, I appreciate your honesty that <laughs> you just like who you like. So, um, yeah. all right. So you like Peter, obviously you think you liked him for you, yeah. but speaking of him as the bachelor and bachelor in general, what do you think, um, what qualities do you think make a good bachelor? I mean, so I know like just through the internet, like he's been a very unpopular bachelor and I feel like I'm starting to dislike him as a bachelor in a weird way because I've read that he just sucks so bad in a weird way. It's like, I don't know if I would have thought he sucked so bad if like I never read like, oh my gosh, this guy is like, you know, leaves in the wind, like, you know, it just seems like he's all over the place. I don't know if I would have. But how do you, do you observe that? Are you observing that? Or is that just what you're reading? I'm like when you're watching it? Well, it's what I'm reading. And then like, it kind of manifests and I'm like, yeah, that meme was true, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, but I mean, I, obviously I've never been on the show. I think it's just a difficult situation and everyone has to navigate it the best. It, you know, it's kind of a selfish show for the bachelor or the bachelorette, whoever's the lead person. Like they have to go about it in whatever way they need to do it to like figure out who they want to be with. So if it's not the route that, you know, America dubs to be the more conventional way of doing it, like it's just it's their own personal preference. And that's like, that's, that's what it is. Right. So yeah. you're reading that he has proven not to be a good bachelor, but in your opinion, do you still think he's a good bachelor? I mean, I, I haven't really loved his choices, which makes me question him as the bachelor, but I mean, I haven't, I, I don't think he's any worse or better than anyone anybody else. I mean, I don't think he's done anything like outrageous, you know, they're just they're all always confused, right? You know, they're all always so torn and it's just, they want to find out like who's in it for the right reason. It's like the same old thing. So he's not doing any, any more of that than anyone else does in my opinion. Okay. So he, you think he's kind of middle of the road. He's doing a good job. He's not doing a horrible job. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, well, which girls or girl from this season, and this could be someone who's already been eliminated. Yeah. Um, who have you liked the most? Maddie has always been my number one. Always, always, always. Okay. And why? I mean, I love that she, like her job is so meaningful, like, but she like helps with like foster children. And I mean, I love that she's, she's, I, I honestly, as weird as it sounds, she's everything I wish I was at that age where like, you know, she probably does really good in school. She's an athlete. She's super pure. Like, I wish I would have done things a little bit differently. You know, like, I just think she's like, perfect. I just love her. So I, I definitely see what you're saying. She definitely has like an appeal as far as um, and I don't even think it's a facade. I think no. if it was a facade, we would see through that. But yeah. I mean, she does have this great energy. I, I've been saying from the beginning, like, she has a really joyful energy. Mm -hmm. um, like, every time she's interacting with Peter, or really the girl, she just seems, like, present and happy and yeah. joyful. Um, but everything you just said, you know, you wish you were her at 23. Well, I think that is what helped her get 1.1 million followers yeah. already. I mean, that's like, crazy. I, just, that's I, just, I love that she's a great example. I mean... I know that's a big thing to say because obviously I don't know her 
super well, but from everything I see of what she kind of stands for, super family oriented, she's just, and she just like has such a like giving job, you know, I just feel like, I, I don't know, I really like her. Okay, so you really like her. I have so many feelings about that, so let's come back to that. Um, speaking of other girls of this season, who do you think was the villain of the season? Oh. And is there a villain? I don't think there I mean, what was that girl's name with an A? I don't even... Alea? Alea. I guess she was kind of dubbed the villain because she just kept going back in and out. Um, but no, I don't think there was anyone that was like... I mean, I, I think everyone's, like, really, like, WTFing about Victoria F. at this point. I wouldn't call her a villain, but it's, like, are you insane? Like, this person is so unstable. Like, why? You know? Right. I think she's a villain. Okay. I think okay. villain, I think someone who's stirring things up in the house and making pinning people up against each other. And I, I don't think, I mean... Tammy seemed to be like saying some stuff and like had an opinion about everyone for a little bit, but it wasn't like long enough for me to really like dub her a villain. And I kind of liked Tammy. So I don't want to call her a villain. Okay. So you don't really see a clear villain here then. Yeah. Yeah. I think this season's been interesting. They at times dubbed Alea the villain and then other times it was Tammy was the villain. And they showed that by pitting Tammy and McKenna against one another and you know, made us decide the viewers, is it McKenna? Is it Tammy? Who's telling the truth? And then with the Alea drama, it's the same thing. Is it Alea or is it Victoria P? Um, So just two thoughts on that. I definitely don't think Victoria P was as innocent as she first came off. I loved her to begin with too. But then like, I just started seeing some weird sides of her and I did not think she was little miss like, you know, I don't know. Now, is there a chance that your opinion could change after watching the women tell all that perhaps you will decide that you'll like Victoria P or you'll like Alea now? Or do you think that, um, do you think both of them are kind of in the wrong or, and you just like both or who do you sympathize with more? Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, my opinions of course could always change because, you know, your opinions are so I don't want to say that they're shallow, but they're based on what you kind of see the little snippets. And as you like kind of alluded to, like the producers have a lot of control on who they want to lift up, who they want to bring down, who they want to, you know, like, so I I always feel like I have to say any opinion I have with an asterisk because I don't know these women and I don't want to like, you know, really bring them down judgment because, you know, I interpreted something in a certain way because you know, of the way it was positioned in the shot. I don't know. Right. Well, I think it's, it's going to be interesting watching women tell all. I remember on last, no, I guess Colton season. Mm -hmm. uh, If you recall, Hannah Brown and Caitlin had a little bit of a feud Mm -hmm. and, Oh yeah. And I wonder if it was at the time Caitlin went further. So if they, and Kate was clear, Colton really liked Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the producers made it seem that Hannah Brown was in the wrong for the longest time. And the whole, I'll just tell you my opinion on this real quick. The whole time I was watching back then, I thought, Oh my gosh, Hannah Brown is so in the right. She's clearly trying to be, um, you know, quiet about it and not cause a scene by calling Kaylin out. But it's clear that like Kaylin is lying. 
And it was amusing to me how by the time the Women Tell All episode came out, at this point, Kaylin had just been eliminated. And so, of course, she got like the sympathetic edit because Mm -hmm. she had just been eliminated. And here on the show, she was like crying and like so upset that Colton had broken up with her. And she was saying she still wasn't sure if she was over him. Well, that's what she said on Women Tell All. In real time, Kaylin was already hanging out with Cassie in L.A., mm-hmm. besties, and clearly Cassie was with Colton, and I, I'm pretty sure she knew that. Yeah. And she was fine. Yeah. So it was very much, and I remember Rachel Lindsay called Kaylin out for this, and I just clapped in my head, like, thank you, Rachel. Um, but Kaylin was putting on a show, basically. Yeah. So, you know, in real life, she's fine. On the TV because she knows that people are going to see this aired much later she's going to say oh I'm really upset over the breakup that really happened over two months ago so I think it's going to be interesting to see this Alea and Victoria P drama play out on the women till all and see how viewers perceive everything Um, but I'm kind of with you I think that Victoria P I don't want to call her a villain at all because she probably has a good heart but I think she misplaced her words uh, on the show, you know, she probably could have said the truth and it would have been fine. Well, it was like, it was clear. I think in one of her little, um, I don't know what you call it when they like do their own, like one-on-one talking is like, she was like, you know, it, it was various. It was a selfish, um, she had motivation. She's like, this is my man. Like he needs to know, like kind of acting like she was doing it for Peter and their relationship. Like, that, I just thought it was kind of messed up that she, you know, I think I really do believe Alea thought they were friends, you know, and she's like, uh, no, we're not friends. And it's like, uh, we went to Vegas together. Like <laughs> we like, we've spent time together. I know. It's a real thing. And you're acting like you don't even like what? Like, I don't know. I thought that was so weird. But, and that, one thing I will say that I have liked about Peter is how he does try to squash the drama. Like, it seems head on by like bringing the women together and being like, okay, this, you both say this in front of me, you know, instead of doing, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, which he's done a little bit of that, but I appreciated that he did that, even though at the time he did it, it was so awkward because it was like, we're not friends. And it's like, yes, we are. And it's like, no, no, we're not. And it's like, you just are like, wow, this is really awkward. (laughs) Right. He kind of was being the producer in those, in those, scenes like okay I'm going to like show the people what they want they want to see this play out I'm going to show the people what they want you know yeah, yeah that's a good point so I mean Peter did something right um, yeah. and, it, and it's his life so you know I think you're right we're all a little harsh on Peter so speaking of that how do you feel about all this you know this is going to be this is the big elephant in the room of the entire season Madison's virginity <laughs> yeah um well, you know, I ha- I c- it's funny because I don't know if you got you got flashbacks with the whole Luke thing with Hannah and like he had a lot of like he had a pretty, um, you know, hard stance on the whole thing, just like Madison does. And Luke was like completely like, you know, everyone's like, I don't want to say they tore him to shreds about it, but like, I guess he went about it obviously a different way. But, you know, Madison, but he was torn up in the media is what you're saying. Absolutely. He was for having the exact same feelings that Madison has. I think she's executed it a lot better in that she's kind of like, 
she's she's tried to and I know it's a hard thing for her to talk about but she's said multiple times like you know these are these are my these are my beliefs this is for me like I'm not trying to say that you can't do these things but at the same time I hold myself to these standards and the person that I'm going to be with I'm also holding them up to these standards so she's doing it in like a not so like intense way but by being like listen you do you but if you if you want to be with me just so you know like this is what I've set out for myself and I I don't find that like rude because it's not like she's holding herself to one standard and then holding him to a different standard you know right it's just like a you know even playing field let me ask you this so giving your predictions for the end of the season yeah what do you think will happen I'm, and I obviously there's a hopeful what does Nancy hope happens and what does Nancy want? What does she actually think will happen? Um, but well, like I don't know. I think the big spoiler that's really throwing me for the loop is like Peter's mom sobbing, saying like "Bring her back." And in my mind, the only person that she's really met so far, obviously, is Madison. And then she's like, "This is what love stories are made of." Like, I think she even says like God brought her, brought her to us. Yes. She like references it. So it makes it seem like this is a holy, like ordained thing. Like, so I'm guessing that she's talking about Madison, you know, obviously whether Madison comes back or not. I honestly, I hope, I think Madison is like the, I love her the best. And I don't know if I love her the best for Peter, given like that. I don't know if he's, that's his cup of tea. Obviously I'd love that to be his cup of tea. (laughs) But if that's not his cup of tea, I just, you know, it was funny. I don't, the episode where she like talked about like what she's looking for and how her faith is so important. And she was using her dad as an example, as someone who like has strong faith. I, I knew exactly what she was saying, but then Peter goes something like, yeah, like, I think I really want to be present with my children too. And like almost kind of disregarded, like the spiritual component of what her dad brought to the family and just was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I want to be a good dad too. Like, well, yeah, we totally agree. We want the same things. And I'm sitting here being like, not really what she said, Peter, but he's like trying to like bridge the gap and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly what I see for my, you know, family. And you you think he just isn't, he doesn't like the true Peter isn't on the same level as her spiritually or. I think he's, I think he said that, like, he's like, oh yeah, he said he struggled with this, he doesn't have, like, that much faith, but, like, he believed, you know, he's, he said, and he he said, I'm not proud of it, or he he had said that, so I definitely don't think he's on her level, you know, but that's not to say he couldn't get on her level, but, um, at the end of the day, like, I just, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, what do you, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Would it be um, a spoiler if you said? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've read no spoilers, so I don't know. Um, I I hear your point on like his mother, Barb. It, it, it likely could be Madison who she's talking about, but I don't think that means that that means he's going to end up with Madison just because maybe his mom wants Madison. And heck, for all we know, she's talking about Hannah Ann, like bring because- Hannah Ann home. Because we don't gonna, really know. Because she's going to meet the other girls. like next Or up. Victoria. Right. Whoever the final two are, she's going to meet with yeah. them. And Victoria and Hannah Ann are both Christian as well. They've both re- referenced. They're both wearing cross necklaces. Um, 
You know, I, I I have two really strong theories, and I stated them on my last episode, so they're pretty long. Um, but I could see it going the route of Hannah Ann or the route of Victoria, either. Um, I I just I think he either knows it's Hannah Ann, he's known it for a while, yeah. Um, and that's why he was fine having sex with her, and he was fine, um, telling her even despite her father's uh, request that he was falling in love with her. Oh, I uh, so I think that, yeah. I think there's a lot of evidence that it could be Hannah Ann, um, and 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 for him is that what I I don't mean like oh it could be Hannah Ann it's the winner but that he's actually fallen for Hannah Ann, um, but I also think he's clearly really likes I think he's the sort of guy who like likes what he can't have, so for a lot of the season he hasn't been able to have Victoria it's like Victoria was the one who's been hard to chase, mm-hmm. and. Madison and all the other girls, they liked him the same level he liked to them. So it was easy. But Victoria has been the one he had to chase. And then now Madison's turning around and she's becoming the one he's going to have to chase. So, yeah, I, I think it'll just be he's he's at such an immature. Uh, I thought this from the get go that he was too immature to be the bachelor. Mm-hmm. So I love and adore that you love him because it's refreshing. It kind of like refreshes me to go. Oh yeah, okay. I can see how he's a nice guy, and mm-hmm. you know how people are attracted to him. But just from what I saw, I thought he was way too immature to actually be ready to be married. Yeah. Um, and that's why I kind of knew I was like, well, whatever happens in Peter's season, it doesn't really matter. He's not really going to get married to whoever he picks. Yeah. So that's my unfortunate, like, cynical <laughs> thought. But no. and you know, and that's okay. Like, I think you know this show, of course, the the uh, the goal is like to fall in love and get married and have a happily ever after you know like you have and I have but the reality is it's so how many other relationships have we all been through before we actually find the one and you know I think of people like um Ali Fedotowski you probably don't even know who that is do you know who that is no mm-hmm. she was the bachelorette years ago and like you know ended up with this guy Roberto and they probably dated for like a year and a half and they looked really cute in person and they had great energy together, but ultimately like they didn't align like long-term, you know, it was like great hot boyfriend to have for a little while, but not your forever. And now she's so happily married and has two beautiful kids with like this man who like, even on her like videos on um, Instagram, you can tell he makes her crack up all the time, like every day. Yeah. And they're so perfect for one another. And it's the same for another former bachelorette, Jillian Harris, the guy who was her winner. She dated for, what, two years after the show. Finally, they eventually broke up. And then she met her now husband-to-be, who she's been with for, like, eight years. So, you know, maybe this will propel Peter to find his real forever. But Yeah. But I, I think for me, and I, you know, I would like to see The Bachelor get a little bit more older. Like, you know, I, I would love to see 30-year-olds. Because for me, it's like these people, like, trying to find love when they're 23 and they don't really have, a, like, maybe necessarily, like, a, a really serious job. I don't feel like that's much of a sacrifice, you know? So, like, when I see, like, like you know, people that have kind of gone through the gauntlet and are really sacrificing. I don't know. Right. I don't want to get on that whole thing, but that's a different topic for a different day. But the whole, the fact that it seems to be getting younger and younger every year season, I'm like, 
come on now let's just up it again let's just go up to like 31 32 like yeah well we easily could nick and ari were both older bachelors and uh rachel and caitlin uh jillian when they were all the bachelorette they were around 30 so yeah. it has been done and we just needed it again i'm with you and like whenever there's like a 31 year old or something it's like she is the old mother hen and i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh i'm like way older than that so i'm really an old mother hen like no i'm not no you're not you look so young you look like you're like 25 26 thank you uh you're going to make a beautiful bride. Oh, thank you. I'm going to Ireland tomorrow to look at venues, so wish me luck. That's so exciting. You're, so you're having an international wedding. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. I'm That's incredible. Yeah. Well, Nancy, thanks so much for chatting. This has yeah. been so fun. It's been so fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. It's been a lot of fun, and I love listening, and it's awesome. All right, so I have Daniel on the line. Um, welcome, Daniel. Uh, can you just tell everyone uh, where you're from and how old you are and your current relationship status? Okay, um, well, as you know, I'm Daniel. I'm originally from uh, Palo Alto, California, so Bay Area native, born and raised. Um, I'm 27 years old, and I am in a relationship with, of close to three years with my lovely girlfriend, Elle. Oh, that's a very sweet way to put it. Well, Elle sounds like a lucky girl. Um, so uh, now I know you are a Bachelor fan. So how long how long have you been watching The Bachelor? Uh, okay. I first started watching it when I was probably 14 or 15. I have an older sister, and she was the one who first got me into it. I took a bit of a break um, after she went to college and... I lost track for a little bit until I was late college reading. Are you familiar with the site Grantland, grantland.com? I'm not, no. So they had, they no longer exist, but they used to have a bunch of uh, reality TV recaps and reality TV fantasy leagues, and they did sports and pop culture. I I watched a lot of reality TV that wasn't The Bachelor at the time, and I would go to them for their real world uh, recaps. And in these recaps, they would also talk about their fantasy league for The Bachelor. And the season that was currently airing was Ben Flashnick. Um, yeah, Ben Flanick. Yeah. Or however, however his name is pronounced. Yeah. I'm, I'm awful <laughs> it's with okay. it. It's okay. It's a hard name to say. And they would keep talking about this woman they referred to as the Bill Belichick of Bachelorettes, which was Courtney Robertson. And they would have an entire section dedicated to her basically villaining her way to the win and how she would induce people to sort of self-emulate on the show. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is really interesting. I should watch this. And so I got back into The Bachelor from that season, and then I've been a pretty regular watcher since then. Oh, wow. Okay. So now, were you reading these recaps during the season that you were able to hop on, at least for the last few episodes of Ben's season? So I ended up not deciding to watch it until after it had finished completely airing. So I went back, rewatched okay. that whole season, and then started... Uh, started watching it live as they as they aired right oh wow okay so you are a longtime bachelor fan i am i love this i love this um 
Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Do you remember, you know, you said you were 14. Do you remember what season that was? I that don't. Was the first season? I really don't. I didn't, you know, at first I wasn't paying that close attention to them because my sister would be like, you know, I'd come into the room, my sister would be watching it and I'd watch an episode here and there with her. Um, mm-hmm. But she ultimately instilled in me this love of reality TV. So, you know. It's so great, right? Yeah. It, oh, so, uh, I love it. it. It's so fascinating. You get to see so many interesting people in these just crazy situations so i love it totally true um so speaking of reality tv when the bachelor's not on how do you fill your time like in the off season what what other like reality shows do you watch or do you watch dancing with the stars so uh okay wow you're you're making me uh you're putting me on the spot here (laughs) i may or may not have recently just so um the Netflix series um, Love is Blind currently mm-hmm. just finished the uh, watch the season finale for that last night. Um, I like uh, Love Island, the UK version. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. been working my way through those. I used to be a big fan of the real world. Um, let's see. Did you do uh, 90- road rules as well? Or no, I, I just okay. I prefer just the normal real world. Um, okay. 90 Day Fiance. I'm all over the place. Like any of the love shows, you're there. Yeah, the love shows are the ones that I really that I get into. And what uh, about Married at First Sight? Did you do that? I've not done Married at First Sight. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. Okay, but I I haven't gotten gotten around to that one. Yeah, um, I've actually never seen it. But fun fact: there was a woman from from Ben season. Oh. you might remember her, Jamie Otis. Yeah, yeah. She was a tall, pretty girl. And like, all I remember on the season is she like stuck her tongue down his throat. And everyone's like, <laughs> ew, why is she kissing him like that? <laughs> anyway, she went on to do, um, not 90 Day Fiance, um, Love at First Sight. Okay. And she met her husband that way. Oh. And they're now still married. Like five years later, have two kids or one and second on the way. So, yeah. Wow. That's... You know, these things can work. Yeah, I mean, they definitely can. Just doesn't seem like the, in particular with The Bachelor, the uh, hit rate is not that strong. The Bachelorette, it's a lot better. It, that is that is very true. That is very true. Well, you're a loyal fan to even know that. So, um, all right, well, let's just get into this season, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Peter Weber, when he was named The Bachelor, what did you think? Were you excited that he was going to be The Bachelor? No. Um, so... My, I was team Tyler. Um, I was, I thought he was the perfect sort of uh, middle ground of being interesting and would bring a bunch of sort of like interesting and some dramatic women that would be on the show. And I thought that he would have a very strong season. Um, my second choice was then Mike, um, you know, mm. my, and then Peter was my third choice. That said, when I didn't think it was going to be Mike, and I didn't think it was going to be Peter. I actually thought it would be Tyler. And when they announced it was Peter, even though it wasn't my favorite, I was like, eh, it should be fine. So, yeah, so Peter was about to chosen. You're not a huge, huge fan at this point. Uh, so having watched this the show for years, what qualities do you think make a good Bachelor? Um, so, one, I think there needs to be a certain, like, inner strength. So you're managing the emotions of 30 different people who are all trying to date you. And Mm -hmm. you need to be able to have the, I guess, the emotional intelligence to be able to manage that. And also when there's drama and conflict, be able to navigate that and 
manage those relationships pretty effectively. I will contrast that with like what Peter has done. I found that Peter is typically whoever the last person is to talk to Peter is like basically what he forms his opinion on. And so with drama, it's like he talks to someone. He's like, oh, I believe you. This is what went what went down. Then he talks to the next person. He's like, oh, I believe you. This is what went down. He's like, well, I believe both of you. And it's like, no, you can't believe both people. Mm hmm. Could, I think he he makes very emotional decisions. He yes. doesn't quite use the logic, rational side of his brain very often. Yeah, and I feel like he's kind of not pushed around, but like he's very he's easily manipulated. So mm -hmm. Victoria F um, has commonly used the you know we're in conflict. I'm going to start crying and make it your fault, and then he's like, ah, it is my fault, and. He then just, <laughs> then, you know, speaking of, yeah. yeah, then he's just like a lost cause at that point. Right? Exactly. Like she kind of has the upper hand and now he feels bad and he's the one apologizing. Yep. Um, yeah. What do you, it seems like you're not a huge fan of their relationship. I've, I've thought of the terms volatile or just passionate. Um, what do you think of it? And have you ever been in a relationship like that? Uh, volatile is a very good word. Um, I've not been in a relationship like that when I have in the past um, been in situations where it's kind of started getting very dramatic early on. And mm -hmm. that's my cue that this is just not the right relationship and I need to move on. So I don't, I've avoided staying in those situations uh, whenever possible. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the relationship. I also, I'm aware of what Victoria F. had gotten up to outside of the Bachelor world sort of prior to the show and um, the drama that came for that. So came from that. So I haven't been a huge fan of her in the context of the season. And I'm a little biased in that regard. And that's OK. I think you are with a lot of Bachelor Nation and being biased. Um, you know, I think you're referring to the allegations of her modeling for a company that Marlon's Lives Matter, which is could be linked to Black Lives Matter. She also has allegations against her that she um, broke up marriages and relationships. Yeah. Um, so I, I see where you're coming from. And I think, um, you know, I, this is like the world we live in now where social media and reality Steve is so prevalent in everyone's mind. Whereas when you started watching The Bachelor when you were 14 years old. Yeah this wasn't part of the process, right? We weren't having social media intertwined in the timing that we were watching this season. Yeah. And it, it is kind of tough because anytime you are watching the show, you know, you get your early impressions. You're like, Oh, I like this person or, Oh, I don't like this person or whatever. And then with your favorites, you're just like, please, please, please. I don't want something to come out. That's bad about you. That's going to make me dislike you. Like, please no Confederate flags. No, you know, no breaking up marriages, like just please be a decent person. And right. Sometimes so, you're okay. Sometimes you're not. Right. So, uh, you know, speaking of then people you like who from this season, have you been rooting for? Uh, from the get go. So I was rooting for Alea for a period of time. I felt that she was unfair, treated unfairly by uh, the rest of the women on the show. And mm -hmm. I was rooting for her as sort of an underdog. I, and I felt that there was a real connection. Um, yeah. And I should know, I don't know if you remember this, she was the very first person out of the limo. 
That's so right. That's right. She was. And and usually there's a strong correlation to not only the first person, and this is bachelor or bachelorette, not only the first person out of the limo, but the entire first limo. So any of those people who came out of that first limo, at least one or two of them is going to go really far. Yeah. So and I, I see your point with Alay is I think someone thought she was going to go far. Yeah. And, you know, beyond her, I would say Kelly. So I, I think Kelly is hilarious. One, she's got a very legitimate job, so major points in my book. Two, the telenovela, de, uh, telenovela that, whole, that whole date where she gets the grandma. Not, not even like, oh, I'm like a sexy grandma or whatever. She's just like, I, I have a wig and like a robe and whatever. And she just <laughs> is like, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to break yes. my hip. I'm going to, you know, sedu- quote unquote, seduce my grandson, like. She had a great attitude throughout it. And then she on did. the three-on-one where she just legit takes a nap on the during the day. And I was just like, this girl, she's awesome. So yeah, yeah, she's very cool. Very cool. I think I many men would be attracted to her. It's it's shocking, I think, to us as America going, how did he not like her? Right? Like, how did he not bring her to hometowns over some of these other girls? But I don't know. You know, we're yeah. not Peter. So yeah, I mean, he needs to make whatever decisions he thinks is right for him. But I, yeah, I question his decision making. That is fair. That is totally fair, Daniel. So, who do you think was the villain? I think there were a bunch of villains. So it, it just comes in stages. Uh, Tammy was an early villain, or Tammy ended up getting a villain at it um, in the totally. end, and somewhat. De- I mean, I shouldn't say somewhat deserved. It was deserved. Um, so. She was a villain. Victoria P was a villain. Victoria F was also is also a villain, but she was not. Right. They did not intend for her to be edited that way. Um, so really, those three, I would say. Okay, are you, you know, are you the sort of person who's willing to process how who the real villain is until the end of the season happens? So, so for example, Women's Hall hasn't aired yet. That's when true. it airs, are you? open to Tammy or Victoria P or Victoria F saying something and really like changing their arc so that now a week from now you might go, you know what? I really don't think that person's a villain anymore. Maybe it was all editing or maybe it was just production. Um, I'm open to it. I tend to find that that doesn't happen. And if you're looking for a redemption arc, you got to go to mm-hmm. paradise. <laughs> so true. You know, that's what crystal had to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking, God, Chad Johnson. I don't know if you. Oh, I remember Chad. That that uh, was that was not a redemption arc. I was yeah. He had the opposite of a. He just got worse in Paradise. Um, and his life has just gotten worse now because yeah. he's in jail. But oh wait, um, real? I did not realize that he's in jail. What did? Yes. F- D, was it a DUI? What did or he? I I don't actually know. Actually, I should take that back. He got arrested. You okay. know, he is in jail because he was a hundred thousand dollar bail. Um, Whoa. Yeah, not for a DUI. It's it's for uh, basically it sounds like domestic issues with a, a girlfriend he has. So uh, yeah, I I share that at the very end of my last episode. Um, the my, the the details are a little hazy to me now, but. Uh, Anyway, I was bringing that up to say, you're right. Usually, um, I remember like Kenny King. Do you remember him? Is he the uh, he the wrestler? Rachel's... The wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For example, he was kind of got a villain-esque edit during Rachel's season. 
And then he went on Paradise and everyone realized, oh my gosh, he's the nicest guy ever. How could he ever be a villain? So um, it's it's so interesting, you know, the editing side uh, mixed with the truth yeah. of who these people are. Also, Nick Vial, too. Oh, right. Yeah. He had to get Paradise was his entire image rehabilitation so that he could become The Bachelor. Well, and, and that's who that's up for uh, negotiation. Did they want him to be The Bachelor or were they just kind of once that aired, did they realize, oh, he's actually a great Bachelor edit? So I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I know he was he ended up becoming The Bachelor. I think he was kind of the dark horse choice, though. Yeah, because so, that, that was also when I think when people wanted Peter Krause to be The Bachelor. I believe that was um, it yes. was that that year. It was. You're right. After Rachel's season, people loved Peter. I forgot about Peter. Gosh, Peter would have been kind of like an Ari as a bachelor, I think. I think he uh, would have been better than Ari. Like Peter, Peter seemed to have like a very strong sense of self and like a good head on his shoulders. I'm not sure if I would use those words to describe Ari. Um, I feel <laughs> I, I see more similarities between Ari and Peter than I do Ari. Sorry, Ari and Peter Weber. Peter then, Weber and Ari and Peter Krauss. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's I see where you're coming from. My only rebuttal to that is I think by the time Ari became the Bachelor, um, though it looked like he wasn't sure what he wanted, I think he knew long run. Like I know what type of characteristics I want in a wife. I think he really was looking to settle down, and his life obviously took that turn. Right, he married Laura in, in less than yeah. a year, so about a year from when they, the finale aired, um, they got married in January 2019, and then they had their baby. And I think it sounds like the baby was a surprise, but um, I think Ari knew what he wanted going into it. He really knew I want to settle down at the end of this, and I. I'd like to believe that's where Peter's at, Peter Krause, mm -hmm. um, who could be a future bachelor one one of these days. But uh, Peter Weber just has a lot of instability that I think his decision, like you've said, the fact that we've quest you've questioned his uh, decision making, as as has all of America, um, you know, and keeping women in the win he has and letting them go and waffling. Oh, I should let Alea go. Actually, no, I'll bring Alea back. And uh, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know if Peter's quite ready to settle down yet. So I, I don't know. What's your take on that, though? Do you think it's possible Peter could end up with whoever he ends up with and settle down in the next year and get married? Well, so I think it's unlikely because I think he's going to end up with Madison. And I do think they have the strongest chemistry and the strongest connection. But I don't think that they have the same underlying value set. And I think mm -hmm. it's tough for, you know, it is tough for people who have very differing beliefs on certain aspects of things. So, like, um, I faith is very important to Madison. And I do not get the sense that faith is on the same degree of importance to Peter. And I think that that's something that it can be, it can be hard to sort of bridge that gap because it's a very fundamental aspect of a person's identity. Um, I do believe that they will try to make it work, but I just, I'm not sure that in the long run that'll, that will happen. I just think it's tough. So you think he'll end up with Madison? Do you think then he will be kind of like a born of again virgin with her and not have sex with her and 
that's what the relationship will look like a sex relationship for all of 2020 um yes but for all of 2020 i that's the thing like <laughs> I think they will try to make it work, and then it'll. Am I going too far? I think Am they I will. Am I going too far? Maybe a little far. Remains to be seen what happens. I think they will try to make it work. I just don't think they'll be successful. And you know, it's tough when like you have a guy who is known for four times in a windmill, and someone who is like, I made a personal choice of I want to save myself for marriage for that person. I just. I feel like that's an incompatibility. Totally. I mean, I can I can't agree more. Um, I mean, you're a guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to reveal if you've ever had sex or not. But how would you feel if you were um, approached with that kind of ultimatum from a woman who, say, stood one way about when she would have sex with you, and if that differed from what you wanted in your life? So I, I can say, well, I I am not a virgin, but. Um, I don't think it would, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. From my perspective, it's a important aspect of relationship. Uh, it's something that I personally believe kind of needs to be explored before you make that lifetime commitment. And if that was something that was off the table, you know, I very much understand it. I very much respect it, but it ultimately wouldn't be something that I think that I would be able to proceed forward with. Um, right. So... You know, if so I were present break up with a girl like within a month or something. So if she shared this with you on, say, date three or four, such as yeah, I, doing, I would, what I, would you do? It's the kind of thing where I would want to know as early as possible because I would just be like, OK, you know, we have very incompatible beliefs on this so that, you know, you're better off finding someone else and I'm better off finding someone else. And there's no harm, no foul. But, totally. you know, we probably should not continue Yes, I would break up at that point. Well, Daniel, this has been a pleasure and really fun to talk with you. Um, quick story real quick. I, I heard before we started, you told me a story of how you um, brought people over to your new apartment and had a bachelor viewing party. So can you just share for our listeners, Is do you do bachelor viewing parties all the time? Is this something that you've been doing for the last several years or um, just recently in your new city? Yeah, so... Uh... I've only hosted one bachelor reviewing party uh, since I've moved uh, since I've moved here. But prior to uh, my time in Philadelphia, I lived in San Francisco for about five years, and I lived in a house of in a eight person um, I should call it an apartment. It wasn't a house where we were all guys, and I ultimately managed to convert the group to bachelor watchers with our weekly bachelor Monday sessions, and. Oh my- and I went and the way I did that is I went through the girlfriends so actually a little context about my own relationship I was the one who watched The Bachelor Elle my my girlfriend her name is Elle did not watch much trashy reality TV and I had to convert her and I worked very hard in doing (laughs) that I was like oh you know I can do this with more people so I you know we uh Bachelor in Paradise was actually the way that I got uh, many of the girlfriends of my friends to become invested in The Bachelor. And right. then they made their boyfriends, who were my roommates, watch. And then every Monday, you know, we'd have 10, 12, 15 people crowd into our tiny common room watching The Bachelor. 
That's awesome. And like, do you guys make it like a game? Like, do you drink on certain words, or is it just like you're all hanging out, eating and yeah. drinking and having a good we, time? We we hang out. We you know people bring wine. The rule is we have to have subtitles on because we are you know it is a talking environment. So you have to be able to you know follow the show while you're chatting with people, and it's just a good time. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I love your energy. I love like your passion for The Bachelor. I'm so grateful that we connected. Um, where can my listeners find you? Do you have um, a Twitter or Instagram or anything else that they can follow you on? So I'm not a big social media guy. I do have a Twitter. It is at djones5194. I basically don't tweet, but if I suddenly get a bunch of followers, I'll start tweeting. Okay. So wait, say that slower again. It's at, at djones5194. Thank you again so much. This was so fun. And uh, this is Mary Lee signing off. Thanks for having me. It was awesome to be here. Have you ever been on vacation and just wish you had someone with a better camera, with a better eye, who could capture that perfect photo for your memory? Well, now you can. There's an app called Flytographer, and let me tell you, they're freaking amazing. So I use Flytographer on my trip to Honolulu with my husband, and I cannot recommend them enough. Going on their website, I was able to pick a photographer of a number of photographers. I was able to see their past work, and then I was able to even pick the shooting location. Often the photographer would recommend other locations or time of day, and so in this one space, I was able to pick a photographer, see their rate, and schedule everything in one app. So with this code, you can book your fly photographer shoot anywhere in the world. I'm talking anywhere from Rome to Paris to Fiji, wherever you want to go. Uh, the code is Merrily Green. That's M-A-R-I-L-E-E Green with an E at the end. And with this, you can get $50 off your next shoot. So wherever you're going on your next vacation, use Fly Photographer. They're freaking amazing and you won't regret it. So I have on the line with me Francesca from Virginia. Francesca, say hello to the On the Wings of Love listeners. Hey everyone, um, I'm Francesca. Nice. I'm excited to talk to everyone today. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you. Um, fun fact: we've known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. What? Let me think. 15 years or so, maybe even longer. Yeah, I'm 23. So, Marilee has known me since I was a baby, <laughs> pretty much. And that's awesome. So, can you state your age and your current relationship status? Yes, um, I am 23 years old. And I am single right now, but I've had one serious relationship in my life. Okay. Okay. All right. 23. So you're actually the same age as some of the girls this season, which is pretty yeah. cool. What do you think about that? Is So um, it's definitely a little interesting because when I, I've watched for a while, um, like for, since I was with my older sister. So when I was like 10 years old, maybe Andy Baldwin season, he was the pilot. Um, the first original pilot. Um, oh, no, no. Jake Jake Pavelka was the pilot. So you're oh, remembering uh, Andy Baldwin was a uh, doctor, but a oh, Navy doctor. Yeah. 
no, yeah, Andy Baldwin and then Jake Pavelka. Okay, okay. Wow, you remember both of them. Yeah, Andy Baldwin was like my first season. And so over time, it's weird to start slowly seeing the contestants start to be closer to my age. Um, Yeah, no, you would think, you know, it's I'm trying to relate and stuff, but um, I feel like maybe this is a strong opinion, but I I favor more seasons with a little bit more older contestants because I just feel like um, maybe more of a relationship experience that um, I can get more invested into the show. But I still think it's really interesting to see how people are reacting because sometimes when I'm watching someone my age on the show, I'm like, I would maybe act the same way or I would have like those strong emotions. So um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's talk about this season. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Peter Weber? Were you excited when he became The Bachelor? What What did you think? I was excited. He was definitely my favorite pick. So when I watched the season previously, I'll always be like, I think he would be a good Bachelor or I really hope maybe it's not him. And so from like the first, second episode, I was like, he would be a great Bachelor. Um, I think he's the good guy. I think. And he had a good you know, guy edit. Yeah, he has a good guy edit for sure. Um, is that the most desirable? I'm not so sure. I think um, he is definitely a good guy. I don't want to say safe pick or anything, but, um, you know, I think maybe if, like, Tyler Cameron were The Bachelor, would it be a little bit more, um, I don't know, heated or, like, and if that makes sense, uh, a little bit more zest to it. So I think it is a good season, but I think maybe as people have watched the previous episodes – he kind of is fulfilling that good guy um, role of maybe not speaking up when he should or kind of letting the ladies take the lead when he's the lead. Um, That being said, it's an edit. I think he's a great pick. I think at the end of the day, I want a bachelor who I would actually like believe in would be a good husband, would be a good partner. And I think he would be. Okay. That's a great point. I love that you want him to be a good future husband and a good man. Um, so you've been watching for over a decade. Mm-hmm. What qualities do you think make a great bachelor? Uh, a guy that's decisive. If someone is indecisive, not saying that's like a flaw or anything, but, you know, preparing to be on the show. Um, I think I'm trying to think of me previous, maybe Ari or something like that. Um, Juan Pablo. Um, speaking of those bachelors who might kind of go back and forth on their word, that doesn't necessarily maybe show or demonstrate a guy that is really like not necessarily serious but knows what he wants right and I see that for even the contestants on their end to know what you want going into the show but with Madison and Hannah Ann they're the exact same age as you um I mean they're falling fast you Mm -hmm. know Hannah Ann wrote a little love note that looked like she was in middle school writing a note to him uh 20 reasons why she loves Peter and Madison you know on a normal date acts like you know, she puts her head close to his and mm-hmm. holds yeah. him tight. So I, I see, I see the intensity with her as well. Do, do you observe that, or do you think? What are your thoughts? No, I, I definitely see it, and I do think, um, I do think they both are really, really into him. And um, I don't know if I would say it's into love. I think it's up for debate. Um, it depends on. Um, I guess like previous relationship experience. I know Hannah Ann mentioned she had one serious relationship before, but she was never in love. And so that is interesting to think about. Maybe this is the first time she's in love. And so she's feeling all those feelings. And you know, those first time feelings are really, really intense. 
Um, so I, I definitely believe, like I believe it. I believe what I see. Um, and then with Madison, especially because she seems to have like a really strong foundation of um, religion and really good values, it seems like maybe she also really knows what she wants. And um, if she knew Peter wouldn't uphold those, which I guess we might find out today um, in the episode tonight, um, you know, she knows what she wants. So if she seems like she obviously really, really likes him, so um, she's really for sure and, you know, allowing herself to fall for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a little up for debate if it's insta love. Um, I definitely believe it. I wouldn't necessarily say maybe with Victoria, I don't um, believe what I see. I don't, the words and when oh, I... Oh, you don't believe Victoria is really into Peter? I think she was... I believe that she was into him after last episode. Okay. I think she finally... But um, from what I see, I think it's like, wait, I finally like him. <laughs> and that's fair. Well, let's, let me ask you a quick question about Hannah Ann, going back real quick. Um, you said that Hannah Ann... It looks, seems like she's finally in love, right? This is her first in love relationship, even though she was previously in a relationship for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you know this, it's all over her Instagram that in those three and a half years where she was in high school or high school, college age, because I don't know if she actually went to college, um, because she's just working professionally as a model. Um, she had several posts that said, I love you, love you, best boyfriend mm -hmm. ever. So I'm asking from a probability standpoint, you are, I, I almost can't remember what I was like when I was your age, you know, but do you have any friends or you yourself, you've been in a relationship and maybe we can assume that was love mm -hmm. or some form of love. Um, have you ever had a friend who said that, who had, was in a long relationship, we're talking two years plus, and was never in love with them? Um, I don't know if I would say that someone has said, like, I've never fallen in love with them. That being said, and even me personally, I think we've been in situations where we thought we were in love. And I remember, I guess, in my previous relationship, I remember, I think we said we, we were in love a little bit too soon. And this might be unorthodox or, or unconventional, but we said that we were in love and then we realized we had some really big struggles in our relationship. And then we were like, maybe we want to wait to say that. And so we actually took it back and waited for like a different moment where we felt like we were actually in love. And okay. so, yeah. And so that's a kind of a unique little experience. I had. So I wouldn't definitely, I would definitely not dock her for like the, I love you post because I think we've all been there, especially being, I don't know how old she was, 18, 19, 20. When you're experiencing that first relationship, first commitment, um, you don't know. You, I mean, you, it, it, I think that it's, it's confusing. Uh, <laughs> well, ha let me ask you this, because I know you have uh, four other sisters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so for the listeners viewing, yeah. uh, Francesca's one of five girls. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing parents. Mm -hmm. Um you know, like with the wisdom of age and more relationships often, and this is what I would say, and many friends of mine would say, we could have been in love three to five times, but they look different. So I guess, has that ever dawned on you or your friends? Um, and I know you're saying you wouldn't hold Hannah Ann against a wall for saying she was in love when she wasn't. But me being a older, 
I do hold her for that. You know, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, girl, you're making up your own story as you go along. And I think it's BS, you know, just because it might look different. Like her relationship with Peter seems fast and furious and wild and passionate. And maybe the other one was like a slower burn and steady and just, they might've had different qualities as people. Um, but that doesn't mean they both aren't love. So is that something that ever goes through your mind with considering what your old relationship was? Is that love versus what the future could be? Yeah, I think it's a tough question. Um, it definitely looks different. Um, and yeah, she, I mean, she might be saying that she wasn't in love, but she, she might be like, I'm not in love like this, like not like the real like love that might've been her first love. And so I know we're getting kind of technical. So it's cause it's just all about how you feel personally. And so for me, I just reflect back on it being like a really confusing time. And maybe when I look back on the relationship, I definitely wouldn't say that we were never in love. We were, but um, I definitely hope that's not like the love that I will have in the future. So yeah, it's like a different variation and it's just like, okay, we have a lot of feelings for each other and we do love each other, but um, it can get technical and it can get sticky. So um, I guess previous relationships or even reflecting on my sisters, um, they've definitely been in love before, but um it's been different. It's different from when they find that partner. Um, so I don't know if that's an answer. I'm no, I think that's, they're, they're... that's a great answer. I think what I'm trying to get at is, uh, I think often when we're younger, we idealize what love will look like. Mm-hmm. And we idealize either what the father of our children will look like, what type of characteristics he will have versus the person we just fall into passionate love with versus yeah. the person we fall into like a comfortable love with. And, um, and I don't, I don't think any of them are bad or wrong. And it's really, for me, it's like commentary on there are different types of love that are going to come out of the show. Um, and some people are going to fall in love and it's going to be the first time they ever fell in love. And then other people, it'll be the fifth time they've been in love. And, um, and I think that's okay. So it's just interesting hearing from you that you are, you're on the same team as Hannah Ann, basically that like, yeah, I was in love, not really in your head, but now I'm in love and it's exciting and passionate. So, um, I have been dying to understand kind of your mindset in this and Hannah Ann's mindset. So, um, it's fascinating to hear. Yeah. And I, I will say the biggest thing, um, like getting over a previous relationship is understanding. And I think a lot of people can relate to this is your first love feels so intense and everything because it's the first but just because and so it's going to look and feel different from a different type of love that you will have that you know hopefully would be like your your great love of your life and so understanding that and being like okay just because it's the first doesn't mean it's going to be the greatest or you know but it's really 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 hard to differentiate and so I just want to make that point because that's actually a topic of conversation my girlfriends and I talk about a lot. We're like, just because it's the first or maybe if you are in your third relationship, but that first love compared to maybe that second, the first is always going to feel and weigh the heaviest, maybe or what I would assume it would be because it's just that first. And so um, it just comes with a bunch of territory and feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, I'm glad you said that. Cause I do hope that these women get off the show, you know, 
Peter likely will only end up with one girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Madison's been in a previous relationship for, I think she was in that relationship for two or three years. Hannah Ann was in a relationship for three and a half years. Um, Victoria definitely has been in relationships and Kelsey, I'm not quite sure, but we can imagine she's been in a relationship. So I hope that whoever doesn't end up with him, that they look back and they go, you know what? Those relationships prior to Peter were very valid. And it's yeah. Peter's not more, more close to my husband just because he's more recent. Yeah. Sometimes the most recent relationship, even though it felt passionate, isn't going to be the best thing for you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway, it's so fascinating watching the show and mm-hmm. seeing the girls fall in love. So speaking of the girls, mm-hmm. um, who on this season are you rooting for? You know, maybe someone who's still left or someone mm-hmm. who already left who maybe one or two girls that you've been rooting for from yeah. the beginning. Um, I, I do like Kelly. Um, she left like two weeks ago. I do like her because she feels the most real to me, the most authentic. Um, uh, people might call her a realist, but I, I, it's a breath of fresh air in the show. And so obviously she's getting a lot of like fan favorites because of that. Um, and so I really, really did like her cause she just seems like a girl I'd want to hang out with. Um, and so I really, really liked her and her perspective on the show. And then I really like Madison because I think she really is a nice girl and I just like nice girls. I know it's kind of, but I believe it. I believe that she would be like a nice girl. You'd meet her in the bathroom, uh, you know, somewhere when you're out and she'd be like, Oh yeah, uh, girl, let me fix your hair. You know, she just seems like a nice fun girl (laughs) hang out with. And then, um, I'm a little disappointed not to, you know, drag anyone, but Hannah Ann, um, I feel like she had a lot of potential. She seems so nice and bubbly, but I don't get much from her. And that's just my personal opinion. I feel like she um, has gotten this far and I feel like I don't know who she is. Speaking of, you know, so we know who you like, you like Kelly, you like Madison. And I love this analogy that Madison would be the sweet girl in the bathroom who would fix your hair or tell you you have lipstick on your teeth or something. Um, Who do you think uh, was the villain of the season? Um. It's not hard to say. Uh, it would be definitely Victoria F. Because I feel like she comes off as a mean girl. And it could be an edit. And that's totally fine. Um, I'm I'm actually, in a weird way, hoping to see, like, maybe more footage of her at Woman Tell All. Where she kind of comes off maybe real or feel like I just get a little, she can get a little sympathy out of me. At the moment, I don't feel that right now. Because the way she talks on the show towards other girls, but not even towards the other girls, towards Peter. And even I can tell towards herself, she's not very kind. Um, She's not kind to herself. She's not kind to him, a guy that's trying so hard. And then I don't see her being quite kind to the other woman. So it is, she kind of seems like maybe some girls I've met previously in my life or just, you know, someone that just rubs you the wrong way. That being said, they might have an exterior shelf for some other reasons. So I, you know, I'm curious to see, maybe she'll show up on, or I don't know if she'll make it or anything, but hypothetically, if she doesn't, maybe we'll see her on some more shows, Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm excited to see her open up and maybe explain the reasons why she is so tough to get to know. So um, that being said, if you're on a show, I would be nice. 
I wouldn't maybe say some of the things that she's been or the way she talks. Um, so that is just my opinion. But then again, I don't know her personally, obviously. Yeah, you don't, but you know, a lot of women, I mean, you're surrounded by women, right? Yeah. You've gone to a major university, Mm -hmm. large campus. I believe you're in a sorority. Is that right? Yeah, I I was. was Okay. Okay. So you were in a sorority in college. Um, you know, you grew up with four other sisters, so you know how to deal with women, right? I think really well and I'm observing you. I think you understand women well and how to be sweet. And I think that's so profound that you said she's not even kind to herself. Mm-mm. Like that's, I, I think that's where it starts, right? It starts in your thoughts of like what you tell about yourself and how you feel about yourself. And then if you feel negatively about yourself and you don't have confidence, that's going to spill out to how you treat other people. And it's, it's sad to see. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually interesting hearing how empathetic you are towards her. You're calling her the villain, but mm-hmm. you're also at the same time being very empathetic to her. So it's, I wonder if my listeners also agree with you or I feel like the, the mass of people are not as empathetic as you are. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really refreshing to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. on her. So I know women tell all is coming up. Then the finale is going to be next week. What are your final predictions for how the season's going to end? I think he might not end up with anyone. And that scares me. Cause that's, we just had that with Hannah Brown, but I think he doesn't end up with anyone. If he does end up with someone, I think, and I hope it would be Madison, but I don't know if it's just the edits and the way it's going. On And if I were in Madison's shoes, I, I would maybe, I would leave. If she... So let me ask you a question. So you seem to think that you, I know you like Madison. I uh, you are rooting for her as a person and you think she's a nice girl. And you also think Peter clearly likes her. If you think that's who he might end up with. Um, have you ever known a woman though, who is a virgin and spoken to that, to be in a relationship with a guy who did want to have sex? You know, has that ever, have you ever seen that work out? Um, has I that have... even been a topic of conversation of girls or is everyone just sleeping around? Yeah, no, I actually have um, a couple good friends who have chosen to be virgins. And they, for the most part, when they have found their guy, if it's the right guy for them, it sounds cliche, then it's not a problem at all. And so, and, and maybe we're kind of privileged to experience that. But for the most part, because my friends are really strong, if a guy is not about that, then they're they're automatically a lot less attracted and not as interested into that guy. Um, and so, yeah, personally, I have experience with my close friends. Um, that being said, with Madison, it is a good point. I am really excited to see or intrigued if she stays around or doesn't because you know, this might be harsh on Peter, but I feel like this is a huge test to the relationship. And I think I'm a big believer in um, when you're in a relationship, I think it's okay to, you know, have conflict and forgive. I think forgiveness is obviously a really big deal. But if you give that leeway or you say, okay, you can, and it's, it can be translated, not even just in him being intimate with other girls. It can be in any situation or relationship, but it's, 
you disrespect me or you say something like that and then it's but you reward it with okay but I'll stay with you or okay maybe I'll forgive you sooner than I should air quotes mm-hmm. this is all then it's how is that setting up the relationship for success you know in my previous relationship one thing that I learned was you know maybe he wouldn't say a nice word or call me a name and it got so like it didn't even matter to me I was like oh whatever but I was like I really wish when I started that relationship that I was like wait that's a boundary you don't cross you know and so with Madison I see that I'm like that I mean it's a huge boundary but and I'm not saying I don't believe Peter's emotions I definitely think that he um does feel bad about the situation that being said if she lets him in and says that's okay how is that gonna really like is that a slap on the wrist to him or what is it? You know, how is that setting up for success? Francesca, you were raised so well. (laughs) I just like hearing you talk. It's just so beautiful to hear and eloquent. And um, I I don't know. I'm, I, I know that you will not stand for that and hearing you talk about this and that's really encouraging. And, uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're that you make a great point. It's a slap on the wrist if she takes them back. Um, but you know, we're not in the relationship. Uh, that being said, you're, I like the point you're bringing up is that you have to make boundaries and you have to do that early on about what you, um, expect from a partner and what they're allowed to do or not. What's what you're comfortable with, I should say. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I'm rooting for, if they were to end up, I'm rooting for them. I'm not saying it's like a, the worst, it's going to not be a great relationship. I'm just saying it's a lesson learned and something to just not forget about, something to think about. And also think about, as I said, how it translates in our own personal relationships. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So uh, before we uh, leave for the day, Mm -hmm. tell me, I don't know if you heard the news, they announced the next Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. It's Claire Crawley. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Are you excited? Are you not excited? What are your thoughts? I'm excited for Claire. Um, I definitely, I'm not necessarily, as we all agree, not much of us, not many of us know her. So we're excited because we get that opportunity to get to know her. But what I'm most excited about is I'm excited for the contestants. I'm excited for a little bit of older, a little bit older men. I think maybe some guys with some kids on the show or who have kids on the show. And I, that's going to be a breath of fresh air instead of seeing some beauty pageant contestants that just graduated college not to be mean I'm just saying I'm I'm excited to see this type of um these type of audience yeah this audience so I'm really really I'm excited for Claire what I like about her is I know she's someone that knows what she wants I I feel like Claire is a gorgeous woman so aesthetically America has to fall in love with her and then she's just a sweetheart she's a really sweet woman um, has a lot of personality. She's funny. She doesn't take herself too seriously, but like you said, is a strong woman, has strong opinions. And after having a season like Peter and a bachelor like Colton, mm-hmm. I think that the audience kind of like everyone took to Hannah Brown. I mean, we can't deny that. Right. Hannah Brown was like, she is a beast. You know, she came in guns a blazing, calling the shots, not put up with BS. And I think the ratings went up. They saw how many, you know, Instagram followers she got. Um, how m- they just need Hannah Brown, right? So they realized how else can we put someone like Hannah Brown in these shoes? Mm-hmm. Claire's a perfect for that. 
I think so. Claire, what I like about the show, and it almost maybe brings it back when I first started watching, it's like, I just want to see a true bachelorette or like a true bachelor, like a true catch, you know, that, and someone that might be, I, I know I keep on talking about the age thing, but someone that might be a little bit older and it's just like the true form of like a good catch that just hasn't found the right person. And that's what the right. show's all about. And so I just feel like she's a true bachelorette that I'm really, really excited to watch. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Well, Francesca, how can people get to know you? Can they follow you on any social media channels? Yeah. Um, I just I actually don't have Instagram, but I do have Twitter. It's not super active, but I definitely tweet on Mondays for Bachelor. Uh, all right. So yeah, FM Clink, F-M-C-L-I-N-K. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. This was so much fun. I love this. This was like what I talk about every day. So this was a breeze. fun oh my gosh I just love hearing from Bachelor Nation and getting everyone's opinions and hearing what everyone thinks about these contestants and about The Bachelor um I just I want to thank again uh Nancy and Daniel and Francesca thank you so much for giving me your time and um sharing your opinions with uh our listeners so we so appreciate you, and um, maybe we'll even see Francesca on The Bachelor one day, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, back to what's going on now. So The Women Tell All finally aired, and I don't really have much to say about it. You know, uh, I was super bummed Kelly and Natasha were not present. They are two powerhouse women who would have been great assets and I just hope I see them in paradise, you know, like I need them. I need them in bachelor nation. Um, yeah. Besides that, you know, Rachel Lindsay gave a conversation about cyberbullying and hate and, uh, you know, that was sad. Um, and I think they just did that to kind of make us as viewers think about the things you say to these contestants on their Instagram pages. So, uh, you know, that was different. Uh, but other than that, there really wasn't much to note from this woman tell all I'm super pumped for the finale next week. Um, I'm kind of ready for the season to be over. I don't know. I feel cynical telling you guys that, but I am ready. Uh, you know, listen to your heart actually looks so good. The preview, the longer preview they had was excellent. Um, so I'm really excited for that. That's April 13th. Put that on your calendars. Uh, so we only have to go about a month. Uh, with no bachelor. Uh, so you get one month off guys. That's it. One month. And in that one month, we'll just have interviews. Um, so anyway, that being said, I want to give you a few updates in bachelor nation. Um, sad news, uh, on Friday, this over the weekend, uh, Tyler Cameron's mother passed away suddenly. Um, it has not been revealed how or why. Um, but this definitely was sudden news. He had to cancel a good morning America interview. He was supposed to do on Thursday, um, so he could go be with his mother and, um, you know, he even made a post on Instagram to that. He wanted to keep this private. So, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Tyler and his family and anyone who's in loss in this season. Um, we are with you and we love you and we just are praying for your strength. Um, and on a positive note, uh, one of bachelor nations, uh, own got married this weekend. 
on Leap Year, on the day, uh, J.J. Lane, he was on The Bachelorette and then Bachelor in Paradise. He got married to his bride, Kay Hughes, and in attendance were a ton of Bachelor in Paradise alum. Uh, we had uh, Tanner and Jade. Tanner was a groomsman, and their little daughter, Emmy, was a flower girl. Ashley and Jared were there. Lace Morris, if you guys remember her, she got engaged on Paradise and then later that fizzled. Um, and Chris Bukowski, who most recently broke up with Katie Morden, he was there too. And might I tell you, he was there with the woman who most recently was on Peter's season, Katarina Badkowski. Uh, she was at the Woman Tell All. She was like the first woman at the Woman Tell All in the back row. He was, there's a picture she has on her page of her and Chris together. So I don't know if they went as dates or if they just know each other, but he might've moved on from Katie. So who knows? Um, anyway, that is it. And, uh, I'm excited to catch up with you guys next week as we totally unpack this season finale. So I'll see you guys next time. Have a great week. And, uh, as always, um, please, please uh, write to me on the On the Wings of Love podcast page. Check out our photos. Um, let me know what you think of today's episode and go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review it as well. We're so, so appreciative of all the loyal listeners who've just kept up with me and let me know what they think of this season. So uh, stay tuned. We're so excited and grateful for your support and um, keep that support on uh, the Apple Podcast Reviews. Until next time, I'll see you later. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green, produced by Chelsea Diggs-Smith, with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. On the Wings of Love, a bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at On the Wings of Love Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews and I'll see you guys next time.